You know, I'm going to give you a history lesson. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> Stop laughing! <laughs> and when I do, start fucking. Also, y'all did some nasty-ass jokes on my ass, too. Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You fucking guys are unbelievable. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Why You Laughing, a history comedy podcast coming to you live from Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and the great vaulted podcast studios. Today, I am happy to introduce you to the legend, Patrice O'Neill. And, uh, of course, Mike. Mike's very excited for this. Mike yes. and Craig and Matt, the, the whole gang is here. Matt from Rhode Island, by the way. Vault, the, 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 the curator of vaulted podcasts. <laughs> um, so, yeah, today is a slightly different episode uh, than the ones we've done, even the ones where we've broken down an individual comedian, because uh, just the format will be a little different in the sense that uh, this is the a guy that I don't know. I don't know your knowledge of him, Matt, but I know me, Craig, and Mike are all uh, uh, huge Patrice O'Neill fans. He's my yeah. favorite comic ever. I'm yeah. a huge Patrice fan. He's one of the only ones that I really know. Like doing yeah. these. Oh, okay. I'm a big fan of Patrice. Oh, good. Yeah, so uh, we're approaching it a little differently in the sense that like I'm not running down his entire life for you or anything. The way I wanted to set it up is kind of uh, an homage to Patrice and and tell you the reasons that uh, people miss Patrice so much mm -hmm. and uh, so much so that he's the 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 reason for the title of this podcast. So uh, he definitely has an influence on on me and uh, he has an influence on a lot of comedians and things like that. So. Uh, I kind of wanted to show why, because people might not even necessarily know he is a guy, mm -hmm. and we'll this will show a few good examples of this throughout the show today. But like, he's a classic, and Hedberg is this way. It's profound, profound, but but not as much with Geraldo. But the two I notice it with are Hedberg and Patrice, mm -hmm. where they weren't particularly famous while they were no. alive and weren't like crazy. I mean, they were headliners, but not like crazy uh, sellout acts. They were headliners for fans of comedy. Yes. he was. Patrice was getting there at the end. Yeah. That's what a lot of people think, and that's why I wanted to show. I, oh. think, I think the clips I, I compiled today uh, are pretty much just, in a way, will touch on his entire career. Um, Sweet. So I wanted to show everyone that a little bit. But Patrice was a... Uh, a, a, a unique character in the sense that he did not give a fuck. Yeah. Similar to the way uh, we talk about Chappelle leaving Chappelle's show and what mm -hmm. that did uh, for him, like to kind of say, fuck the industry. Patrice was the example of how that goes if you're not <laughs> Dave Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, if you have not made he, that name for yourself yet, then the industry will fuck you over. And Patrice, time and again, uh, did not give a handicapped fuck about himself. Com completely handicapped himself, uh -huh. but like to a level that you respect, where like he didn't play the game. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, with Hedberg and, and Patrice, uh, the thing is like it's a great thing to respect after the guy's dead. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. when, you, when when they're alive, you don't appreciate that for whatever. Mm -hmm. And people say, "I get your head out of your ass," you know, like some like you have to give in once in a while. But now when they're dead, it's like that's the legend of Patrice. Yeah, but like you know, it's always like the funniest stuff he did was not. On stage, in my opinion, more or less, his, his funniest stuff was like off the cuff in yeah. the room, talking. Like I am constantly watching the news, like saying, like, "Oh, what would Patrice have said about this?" Sure, yeah. <laughs> constantly, um, and every the, day. And the funny thing is, like, a lot of the, think we like, "Oh, I love to see what Patrice says about this," but we might be wrong. <laughs> like oh, yeah, he's not saying he doesn't have the opinion. You I bet predict. you are. But that's but that's why I'm saying I wish I would know what he'd said about this. Not 
I know what he would say about right, this. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, another reason, uh, Bill Burr put together a, uh, a pretty good yeah. documentary on Comedy Central, which is another reason why I didn't want to go through like his like, well, he was born in Roxbury, Massachusetts, <laughs> you know, because like there, there's a good documentary it was out there racist. That, <laughs> that just came out this year. So and go, hated Boston. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he does. He does not see. Well, even though death. <laughs> he came up through Boston, he's friends like he was boys with Burr and mm-hmm. Dane Cook and Bobby Kelly. But in, in New crew. York. Um, no, well, he came, up, he came up with Bobby Kelly yeah. and Dane in Boston. Oh, I don't yeah, know. That's true. I don't know if he knew Burr in No, Boston. he did. There's a ton of stories of yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Bill driving him home to Roxbury and talking oh, right. outside okay. his yeah. house right. and shit. Yeah. But he does not. He, him and Rogan are the two guys that, like, you know, they came up through Boston, but you don't associate them with them, right. really. Um, so he doesn't have that, that Boston. He feels like a New York guy for whatever yeah. reason. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, uh, Obviously, a legend in the way he carried himself and everything, but uh, to his detriment a lot, which is why uh, I think – is the Chris Rock clip the first one I had there, Matt? It is. Yeah, I think that's – the reason I put that first is because uh, I wanted to show you how, like, the industry and even, like, comedians that love and respect him uh, – I mean, not just because he's uh, dead. Like, when he was alive, uh-huh. comedians would say, Patrice is the funniest guy. Like, out of all of us, Patrice is the funniest so uh, if you're asking yourself why wasn't he more successful, this is uh, one of the reasons. This is one of two of the yeah. okay. close. His acting was very good. His yeah. acting was very good. He just didn't know. He didn't know the part, mm-hmm. and he was very. Uh, he was Pause just killing himself. He was like, he- I should have said uh, Patrice uh, auditioned to be whoever Terry Crews was in Everybody Hates Chris. Oh yeah. So I think the dad, I think, and uh, they said he was the best one who auditioned. <laughs> but this is this is what Chris is talking about. Basically say, screaming, don't hire me. Oh, Patrice. <laughs> you know something? That's the that sounds know. just like know. Patrice. This is the man yeah, we know. I swear yeah. to God. Absolutely. I, I, sounds just like him. I know when and I'm the, being like that, that, but I wasn't. against was like, I'm ready to do this. Yeah. I know every line. And, and he probably wasn't as good as Patrice, but he was so wow. like, he was so oh, like, oh, I will do everything oh, you man. need to do, Mr. Yeah. Rock. And you know what? Don't worry about it. It's not like it's a hit show, right? Yeah, it's not like you see the bus boards and the bills. Boys. I saw your E! True Hollywood story. You were the same way. I was. I was. And I straightened out. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> so that's what, like, oh. you could tell, just in that clip, you could tell Patrice really respected when guys were like that. Yeah. But didn't see, like, the guys that are successful, like Chris Rock, straightened out, like he said, where, like, eventually they started giving in to the industry and things like that. Mm-hmm. But Patrice was so focused on the early part of their career where they said, fuck everyone. Yeah. And he's like, I want to be like that. But And that's how he always was. Forever. Like, even in, like, even in, like, nothing interactions. Yeah. Like, even, like, I, they were telling stories about how the, uh, Bill, Burr was like, oh, I introduced him to this guy and he had, like, he was missing his left hand. He's like, and Patrice saw that before he met him. But when he went to go meet him, he stuck out his left hand yeah. to shake his left hand. I, and then <laughs> I was I, just like, what a shitty thing to do on purpose. And then I'm pretty sure, I forget if it was Burr or someone else telling that story who said, uh, and then he goes, what happened to your hand, man? <laughs> <laughs> he was just... Oh, he was the fucking greatest. <laughs> he was the greatest. He was he was uh he was all about funny. Oh. He completely stood for oh, what was man. funniest rather than uh, <laughs> what would get him ahead the best. And it's like we can all pontificate about how, oh. how great that is and everything. And the weird thing is like there are people in the industry now and uh and people uh, that are a part of like PC culture and things yeah. like that that will say I always said this about Rick I said this when Rickles died. Like the glowing uh, tweets you saw and everything yeah. when Rickles died. 
You would fucking hate this guy <laughs> if he was going around. If Rickles was doing his fucking Japanese material, yeah. you would despise him. Or if you were sitting in the front row at one of his shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would be miserable. Yeah, so like, uh, and uh, so this is the 10th anniversary of Patrice. Yeah. That's why I wanted to line it up uh, with the end of November. Patrice <sighs> died uh, November 29th, 2011. Um, he was only 41 years old and, uh, it was a diet. He had a diabetes stroke in October of 2011 and hung on, but was in a coma for, uh, the next month or so and, uh, and, and passed obviously at the end of November. And it was, uh, I believe as Louis said, um, I, I'm very sad that we lost Patrice and also very mad at him because there were so many times where like he said him like Louie and Patrice would talk mm-hmm. and we would be like put down the fucking soda or whatever it was yeah. like just get yourself fucking healthy cuz we're going to lose like we he goes I don't want to lose a voice like that and then we ended up that's what happened but it's also like I do wonder if Patrice lived another 10 years would he have eventually kicked cuz a lot of the the mm. clips that I I don't know the clips I that I put know. together today kind of show him becoming more aware that he was like that and kind of regretting some of it. So I wonder if he would have softened a little bit and if that would have been to his detriment. It's hard to say. Well, I feel like he would have softened enough to get like TV roles. I, I, he had some TV He was getting TV. Like he was on, he was the a office, very small part in Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. A very small part oh, the in the banana office. stand guy. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. T-bone. 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 That's right. Hey, T-Bone. Um, What's up, man? But in the office, like, I will say people um, uh, overblow that a little too much where they say, like, oh, Craig Robinson took Patrice's role in the office. The way it was written from the no. first episode, you can see that was Craig Robinson's oh, role. Oh, yeah. Right. But the way the office worked, like, Creed wasn't a character. In the, you know what I mean? No. Like, if Patrice played ball. Like in the scenes he was in, God like, damn it, Michael! <laughs> when he tells uh, when when Kelly calls him a sea monster, yeah, he goes, "You'd be monster. riding the sea monster, wouldn't you?" <laughs> like, he stole scenes that he was in. Yeah, in the, yeah and we'll talk about his time in the office. But my oh. point is, like, if he played ball, he could have had he could have been a role in a yeah. role on a show that was on for uh, fucking nine seasons yeah. or whatever it was. But it was more important to him to be funny. <laughs> Even off stage, even for things like you said that were for no one, yeah, that weren't for an audience. It was just for him. Yeah. Um, oh. So let's hear the other uh, Chris Rock clip. Why you didn't get that role? Oh, you know what's bothering me about this conversation? What? That Norton and Chris Rock are having a nostalgic conversation that I still live. If you had the right attitude. You're, you're as funny as both of us. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm funnier than you. I guess it's time to tell you this is an intervention for you, Chris Rock. Uh, yeah. We thought we were I having Chris know, Rock to promote understand. his New Year's gig, but it's really an intervention to get you on the right track. Shut up, Opie. Shut up, Opie. to move on from <laughs> old need... school news. I, I, I'm not like that. I'll tell you what it is. You're, you're, as a comedian... And you're like Whitney Houston. You're going to have to be clean <laughs> for 10 years before we <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I, 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 it's not that Patrice was not aware of it, which is the good thing too. Like he was, he could be self-deprecating about it. Like there's guys, uh, oh, yeah. who's the fucking blind guy? They, uh, God damn it, Todd Lynn, Todd Lynn. Oh yeah, you ever hear about him? Where he was, I feel like you should know. By all accounts, well, he went blind later in life. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't count those. Uh, Poser. By by, uh, <laughs> by all accounts, he was a miserable asshole. Uh-huh. But lived his life as a miserable asshole. Yeah. Where Patrice could be a miserable asshole, but then would make fun of it, was aware of it, felt bad about it at times. Yeah. Um, I think Colin's, Colin Quinn's tweet when Patrice died 
I'm paraphrasing, so I'm butchering it a little bit. Um, but he said something like, uh, uh, Patrice is in heaven infuriating half and uh, uh, cracking the other half up and reversing. <laughs> Meaning like, like that's what he would do. Where even if you love Patrice, there'd be times where you hate him. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Colin, him and Colin were in a feud for a while because uh, on the set of Tough Crowd, uh, Patrice was kind of being an asshole, bitching to Colin about um, uh, I don't know what it was exactly, but like bitching to Colin about things he had to do and shit like that. Oh yeah, and it resulted in um, Patrice's mother <laughs> calling as, <laughs> as Colin Quinn put it, uh, as she had to do with so many guidance counselors, <laughs> <laughs> calling to mend the fence. <laughs> he got into a fight with Bill Burr too. I forget about oh, what, yeah. but they didn't talk for like. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. But Bill Burr gets very, and it might have something to do with that, where maybe yeah. he regrets that or something. But like when Burr talks about Patrice, gets very emotional um, uh, about their relationship and everything. Mm-hmm. And Bill Burr is the one that put on the uh, uh, the Bill benefit. Burr, the, the Patrice O'Neill benefit every year, which I don't think happens anymore. I don't know if that's just because of COVID or if it's going to come back or what. I think they I did think it, it did, up yeah. To 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it's. I only think it's the last two. Right. Um, so, uh, uh, oh, the other thing I was going to say is we might be able to do an entire episode. I mentioned that documentary, the Comedy Central documentary. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We might be able to do an entire episode on the scheme that yes. delayed that documentary. Yes. <laughs> Look into that, by the Von way. Von DiCarlo. Yeah, uh-huh. there's some shady business going on with that documentary, too, that Bill Burr uh-huh. had to save. Um, yeah. But regardless, uh, uh, that benefit supported, like, Patrice's family and everything. That's good. Um, so that was, that was uh, uh-huh. interesting. But- um, you're right about how he used to feel weird about stuff because I mean, yeah, I remember the he, when he was on ONA right after the roast, he was talking about how William Shatner came up to him. He's like, "Well, yeah. he's like, you, you have diabetes." He's like, "Are you okay?" He's like, yeah. "I can get healthy." He's like, "I don't know this guy, this man that I watched on TV in like the '70s <laughs> had me like crying to myself yeah. when I was driving home." Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, Norton always points that out. Mm-hmm. Is like th- that was re- that was uh, two months before he died, a month yeah. before the uh, yeah. coma. Uh, well, so we we can uh, jump out of order a little bit. You want to get the uh, Charlie Sheen roast clips up, uh, Matt? Absolutely. Because this was the last television appearance Patrice made in uh, September of 2011. And keep in mind, I just want to preface this before we play the clips. This is not the Charlie we Charlie Sheen we know now that has passed AIDS on all over town. <laughs> this was a guy who was sticking it to the man in Hollywood, and he was drinking tiger blood. Um, when I saw him live on that tour at Foxwoods. Really? <laughs> That's when he went over. Yeah, I got a free ticket oh, for that. Yeah. Like, That's I was going to yeah. say, you pay for that. No. That was when Toucher and Rich had him in like overnight. Yeah. Oh, God. They basically let him say whatever the hell he wanted yeah. on the radio. Oh, it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Charlie Sheen famously walked off. And to Charlie Sheen's credit, he said like, hey, I'm a fuck up. Like I'm on drugs and shit, but it's not affecting my work. Why do you give a fuck? Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of the battle. And Patrice really respected that which is why he uh, agreed to do the Charlie Sheen roast. He'd been asked to do others. Uh, he never wanted to. There's something about comedians that are very respected not liking roasts. Like yeah. we, talk, we talked about Norm hating it, and uh, Patrice <laughs> didn't like it either. Um, but this is him on uh, on the Charlie Sheen roast. Uh, th- first, I think, talking about William Shatner, actually. Yeah, two clips uh, of him going in on uh, Shatner. Okay. It's strange, because... I had all this planned shit, but I didn't, like, I didn't know William Shatner was going to be quasi, like, an old racist man, like, but, 
but everybody's giggling like, whoa, he's what? You're a fucking asshole, Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I don't respect him. Like, I respect him, because he's fucking Captain Kirk. But I think he might be racist because his hair plugs look like black girls' pussy hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also love Shatner can never not sound like what are you talking about yeah. <laughs> very formal <laughs> um, but yeah he uh, uh, and Shatner loved him but like you were saying yeah, he giving him advice after and everything and I think you'll hear that a little more in the next clip but the thing that was so unique about Patrice closing this roast out is and you know I find it I, like I think Anthony Jeselnik is very funny at this time I was an Amy Schumer fan Amy Schumer was on this roast and uh, still, I was a fan of Amy Schumer she was still honest and I should, yeah she, <laughs> she did a good job on these this roasts. is where she saw him and went oh I can take some of these yeah <laughs> but it, it was it was interesting it was interesting that um uh, you know you had an hour or two I don't forget how long those roasts were but an hour and change of people getting up there and making these you know written not hack but like um, yeah. Uh, Obviously, written Patrice diabetes fat jokes, that type of shit. Yeah. And then you had Patrice Patrice go up and say, not even hack, just what you get on every single roast. And then you had Patrice go up and just kind of like riff. Like some of his material was definitely written, Uh but even the way he presented it was not in that way. It was just like him talking the way you would on the radio, where you're just fucking absolutely busting people's balls. (laughs) Uh, So this is him on Shetner again, I think. Why are you still looking at me like that, Mr. Shatner, sir? You're like, boy, I had more for that nigga than I didn't say it. I should have said it because he's an asshole. <laughs> You're telling it as it is. <laughs> You're telling and it like yeah, it is. Shatner loved it. <laughs> that was the only reason I threw that clip in because you could tell like Shatner was like, Shatner doesn't get shit on a lot unless it's uh, from George Takei. <laughs> Ooh, did he slam George Takei recently? <laughs> I love this. This, oh, I know. This still image of Jeff Ross being hugged by Mike Tyson. Dressed as Momark. (laughs) Because of a joke Patrice said. (laughs) Uh, So there's one more clip from the roast, right? Yeah, correct. So I believe this is him kind of like, you know, paying homage to Charlie Sheen and telling him why he did the roast. Can can I I say, I believe the word down the bottom means shit in Portuguese. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah. You're thinking of merde, which is shit in French. No, they're all... Italian, French, Spanish, and Portuguese are all... Yeah. Who cares? Hey, save Latin this debate for yeah. patreon.com slash blindmike. <laughs> hash out the real subjects. <laughs> Romance languages. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I've turned down many roasts. I have. About three or four of them. And I said yes to this, and I'm I dead ass serious. I said yes to this because uh, it, I, I respect Charlie Sheen. I do. I, I say yes because I respect... Not, not, not his body of work. Like, not... <laughs> Except platoon. It's, it's all been very Christian Slayerish. Like it just like it's actually a good comparison. <laughs> he sucks, but he's he's good, but he sucks at the same time. <laughs> I think that his stand that he made uh, against the business. I think this is a fucked up business, but he stood up. He he still survived, uh, and he proved that nobody can keep like a sheen down. You know. They can keep uh, Estevez down because his brother. <laughs> <laughs> he's the good one. That motherfucker do everything right, and that nigga's career is over. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Tiger Blood. He's selling his own blood to make money. <laughs> but I, I want to say to your eyes, man. I, 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 
I love that you stood up to what you thought was wrong, and uh, I, I'm impressed by you. And I just wanted to say that. So, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Y'all right. take care. Thank you. Oh. I think he's about to cry. And I have to reiterate, this is not the Charlie Sheen that we know uh, now. Held a knife to Diane Richards and, <laughs> and gave people AIDS. That's not what he was referring to. I don't think. Um, we, we didn't know yet that he uh, chugged vodka by the glass. Right. Yeah. Well, we kind of knew that. Yeah, we knew that. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so like he really was. Now the sad thing is, and this this I think in a nutshell kind of sums up Patrice's career, and uh, and why he had such a problem giving the industry even an inch was that he mentioned in there that he turned down three or four roasts in the past. But in my opinion, I don't know this, but um, I would assume that's not the industry three or four times saying. Uh, we need Patrice because he's so hilarious. That's the industry three or four times saying, well, these roasts are set up so formulaic. Fat black guy is good to have on the roast. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And that's the sad thing. And that's why Patrice was constantly, and he would he would rail against white people for their white tricks and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that was mostly, Blue-eyed evil. <laughs> I think that was, mostly, that was mostly targeted at the industry. Yeah. Um, because of shit like that, I really mm-hmm. and he he felt like he never really got the respect he deserved, um, and he didn't. Like I was a Patrice fan when he yeah. died. Um, I know a lot more about his career now after he died, uh, but I was I was a Patrice fan. However, um, like for example, when Patrice died, my buddy texted me about it mm-hmm. because like I was the one person he knew that knew who Patrice was. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing where it's like. If um, I'm trying to think of a comparison, but what pick your obscure comedian right now? Shane Gillis. Like people would t- if Shane died tomorrow, <laughs> maybe only because of the SNL thing it would be mm-hmm. national news. But right. people would be like, "Oh, you're a Shane fan. Like you, this yeah. would interest you." But the masses, no one would really give a fuck um, because he wasn't that ultra famous. An elephant in the room just came out. The Sheen roast just came out, mm-hmm. and like Craig said, that's why a lot of people think he was about to take off. Yeah, and uh, it seemed like he regretted a lot of. Uh, the way, or was at least at odds about the way he behaved a lot. So I pulled clips from, I pulled a bunch of clips from this. So if you're getting bored with it, just we'll move on. Um, but I pulled a bunch of clips from the last podcast he ever did. He might have been on ONA once after this, mm. uh, but it was definitely the last podcast he ever did with uh, Jay Moore. Yeah, Jay Moore's. Uh, so what's the first clip, Matt? The first clip is uh, he's talking about how roasts have developed. <clears throat> oh, so that's perfect. So, yeah, he's talking about him doing the sheen roast, I guess. If they think It's like these roasts. I keep telling people, okay, I did this roast, but I'm saying there's something missing from it, and that's camaraderie. It's love is missing from it. Yeah. It's not just I'm going to Google you and say horrible <laughs> things about you. That I found out yeah. on the internet. Like we're all friends with David Hasselhoff. So, oh, can I roast him? He's my pal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of goes to what I was saying about how the reason he did that is because he respected Charlie Sheen. Yep. And he wanted to make fun of him, but also kind of wanted to tell him that thing you heard at the end. Where And, like, that's why I'd say of the Comedy Central roasts, I, I shudder to say this now. Um, you know, he's a horrible man. But James Franco's was probably the best. <laughs> Uh, because those guys were all friends, at least buddies. on at least on some level. Like I don't think James Franco and Aziz are best friends. Mm-hmm. But, like they've worked together and no, probably probably been to the same parties and shit like that. Maybe use some of the same sex moves. I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but Christ. yeah, uh, like they were all friends in that. Like it was Nick Kroll and Seth Rogen and 
that crew. Yeah. Most of those Comedy Central roasts were like, hey, it's Snoop Dogg. They're manufactured. Flava Flav and Donald Trump. <laughs> like, yeah. These three people are always together. Um, so, yeah, like manufactured, like you said. And that's why I think a lot of com- comedians uh, hated him, really. But also, Patrice was a huge Platoon fan, so... Well, that's why I agree. Yeah. I'm sure you wanted to get something signed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's next, Matt? Um, well, he kind of talks about how money isn't a motivating factor. Yeah, so this is, again, along the lines of what we've been talking about. And I, I didn't want to play it like a douchebag is because Char- I, I really liked Charlie Sheen when he was fighting the system. I, I, I enjoyed that. Why? I, I enjoyed watching. watching Did you enjoy his stance? Uh, a million dollars a week, and you're, you're see that's not that. That's what made it even better. Is that the two million dollars a week? I, I would love to have that as a guy. Yeah, but he said goodbye to it to go on some bullshit tour. But as a guy that made not that on uh, a sitcom that got canceled, that was good. And my I thought it was good. I you know if they came to me and said we're going to pay you two million dollars a week, but here's the thing every. Thursday, Chuck Lorre, the showrunners would come up, and you're gonna have to suck his dick. And I would say, "What's the bad news?" And I would do it well. Like, see, that, I would, but that's that's me thinking of some people don't. Some people Jay see Warner. that that's more money than A Rod makes. But that's, never, that's not a motivating factor to me. There's never an away game. It's- so that so I mean, we can all like scoff at what Jay Moore said there, and it comes off as very douchey. But I think we, in this room, we would all be lying. If we said we wouldn't be more in the Jay Moore category than the Patrice category, like, we all respect Patrice for having that sort of thing. <clears throat> we're like, I, I wouldn't want the two million dollars a week to do fucking two and a half men, whereas Jay Moore would. And you look at it, Jay Moore was a hell of a lot more successful in the industry, at least mm-hmm. at the time, than Patrice was. Definitely. You know what I mean? Patrice, uh, Jay Moore was getting, he was in Jerry Maguire, he was getting sitcoms, all yeah. that shit. And Patrice had a, you know. In com, if you liked comedy, you respected Patrice, but no one outside of that group knew who the fuck he was. So there's something about that mentality. And as much as like even me who respects Patrice, I'm probably more in the Jay Moore camp, like where it's yeah. like, all right, sucking dick for two million dollars a week, I'll do that. Well, they, what's the line? Integrity is expensive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah do it, certainly. Do it once for two million. <laughs> yeah, then we could. Yeah, you could stop. Just invest it. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe I'll take a month out of my life. <laughs> Suck some dick. <laughs> oh, what a month. Get a nice savings account. And then... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you invest it properly, you'll have uh, uh, eight figures pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, then I, I too, go. will move to a cornfield in Ohio. <laughs> uh, what's next, Matt, with Jay Moore? Uh, Jay asked him, like, if, you know, what what would he want to do? Like, what, what does Patrice want to do? Yeah, so that's, um, well, I guess that leads me to, uh, we could bring up uh, revisionist history. Hmm. Is there anything before we hear what Patrice uh, would have wanted to do? Is there anything in Patrice's career you wish he had done? Better diet. Other than, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I yeah. was going to say. Exercise. Yeah. Career-wise only or in, in the, on the whole? Well, I look, think, look how fucking huge he is in this yeah, picture. Yeah. I always think he was he was right before podcasts blew up. And he did do that. Well, yeah. Beige, God. Beige yeah, Philip or whatever. Black, Black Philip. Black Philip. Um, so Beige. That's the new, that's the one. Uh, yeah, that's, what's his name did afterwards? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I believe, and I thought of this when uh, Kumia got fired, mm. where if Anthony Kumia left Opie and Anthony, and it was Patrice and Anthony. Oh my god, that would have been unreal, especially in this time. 
two guys that outspoken on race on the completely opposite side. That could have a conversation. Having a conversation Ugh. would have been unreal. It would have been great. This, and they, they would each keep each other in check, too. Kumi has got no one doing that now. Yeah. It's becoming a problem. And it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Well, I don't even listen anymore. Thing. I don't yeah, even know. Hard. I don't either. Um, it's difficult. Yeah. But the, well, that was so that was the great thing on Opie and Anthony. <clears throat> where Those are the best episodes. When when uh, the best non-funny episodes in my like if you're taking away the uh, like h- hilarious moments, the best like serious debates would yeah. be Patrice and Anthony going at it about uh, some racial issue, whatever it mm-hmm. was, um, because it made Anthony like you realized. By having two guys that extreme, you kind of realized Anthony's point and Patrice's point. Mm-hmm. Like separately, both of those guys were called racist. <laughs> like yeah. every fucking O and A caller would be like, "Oh, Patrice is racist. He hates white people. All that shit." <laughs> and uh, I mean, Anthony obviously people call yeah. him racist. Well, but like when they're <laughs> Jack Boot fits. <laughs> listen, listen, there's some, you know. <laughs> in 2014, I would have defended the guy. Now his yeah. Twitter is a little. Even I, like, so, oh Jesus! It's like, wow, dude, you don't you don't take a break from it, do you? Rough. We get it, Chicago stats. We understand. Stop <laughs> <laughs> throwing it out there, Chicago uh, stats. But uh, but yeah, when when those guys were together, you would kind of realize both their points. Yeah, that it didn't necessarily come from a place of hate. It came right. from almost like questioning the media more than anything yeah like more than any ra- race issue really it was more the way things are portrayed in the media and certain stereotypes and things like that mm-hmm. um so that would have been fascinating to hear and just patrice having a podcast in general would have been great would have been awesome like yeah. he was right before that would and you know what as much as people say like oh maybe he would have taken an acting role or whatever <sighs> a podcast would have blown him up his oh. interviews would have been unreal he would have been it would have been amazing he would not have been Joe Rogan because it would have been so different. Yeah. But he would have strictly people who disagree with him on, I think. I think that was his favorite shit. He loved yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't even know. Maybe maybe he would never have guessed it. Maybe it would be like Tim Dillon where he's just talking about Still be social great. issues. That would be awesome. Whatever, but... whatever it would be, I think that would have been the format for him. And he was like, in this in this ah. fucking interview, he's asking Jay Moore. He uh, he said he left Marin. He did Marin right before Jay yeah. Moore. And he said he ran out and like, got podcast equipment. And he was asking Jay Moore, like, how much does this cost? Or what do you do that? Like, he was right on the verge God damn of it. doing a podcast. And he would do shit on the weekends on the Opie and Anthony when channel was this? on XM. Yeah. This is this is September. This is right after the roast, right, right after. before he died. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, it, but he was so much, he was so good when he had a little audience to play off of. Like, yeah. I think he, his stuff was, like, always the best, like, in the room. Like, well, whatever. I mean, yeah. he would have been smart. Maybe yeah. he'd have producers. or He would have figured He would have guests. It would have been awesome. He would have had a co-host. Like I said, maybe he would have done it with Anthony. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever it, he would have done, oh. I think it would have been great. Like, he was hosting, um, before he died, he hosted a show called Web Junk. Web Junk. Which yeah. is basically, Web Junk 2.0. Which is he, basically, basically Tosh.0. Yeah, he hated it, though. Uh, yeah. Well, that, I mean, it's a it's essentially, like, people say, oh, Tosh.0 ripped off Web Junk. Mm-hmm. They they both ripped off America's funniest home videos. Correct. You know what I mean? Like that's not what Patrice was about. Ridiculousness. ridiculousness. It's, Original. It's ridiculousness. Yeah, that's basically what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And to have a voice like Patrice being like, "Look at this guy get hit in the nuts." Isn't that crazy? You know? <laughs> like that's such a misuse of You deserve it, white well, devil. But, <laughs> but I mean, but, but it could have been it could have done the same thing for him that like Fear Factor did for Joe Rogan. Exactly. Right. Yeah. If it put had a, been more a, successful. Well, and right. that's why guys like Colin Quinn and Chris Rock were like just fucking do it once, dummy. Because <laughs> yeah. then, then you can make your career. Then yeah. you can choose to do whatever you want. Uh, but he would not. He would not give it in. Yeah. It made me sad as I was talking. I didn't. It didn't dawn on me that this was ru- like 
Marin, Marin and Rogan were getting popular as they're having this conversation. Marin and Rogan are getting popular, oh. and Patrice is saying like, "What did that cost you? How much is that?" <laughs> like he's buying, oh, buying yeah. fucking podcasts. That oh, is sad. Imagine that he was right on the right on the cut. If you just could have fucking eaten better, that shit just makes me think of like the that fucking him and Louis yeah. the conversation. Yeah, right. Oh. Put down the fucking soda. And oh, no, 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 I'm not projecting when I say if the guy could have just eaten better. Just save your yeah. tweets for yourselves. <laughs> I do enjoy when Bobby Kelly talks about how he would tell him, and you're like, all right, Bob. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Calm down. But it was Bobby saying well, he's on his third fat. <laughs> Bobby made it to his 50s, you know? <laughs> hey, good for him. Uh, I will Before we play the next Jay Moore Club, I will say that um, this is the struggle that Patrice went through throughout his life. Was uh, Bobby? I was listening to. Um, by the way, do yourself a favor. Like I said about the documentary, if you're if this episode is getting you into Patrice or you weren't as aware of him before, um, go check out the Opie and Anthony show from November 11th. Uh, I'm sorry, November uh, 30th, 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day after Patrice died. They had uh, Rogan and Burr and Rich Voss they had called in. Every comic you they can had possibly think of. Colin Quinn, Jim Norton, <laughs> Dave Attell, uh, DeRosa, Louis C.K., Bob Kelly, like uh, just a cavalcade Saget of, uh, Colin, of stars. I don't think, Sa- I think that might have been the next day yeah. or something. Um, but regardless, Rogan did, though. Um, but yeah, they like all these guys were on the show that day, and it was unreal, it was hilarious Patrice stories and everything. Oh. Uh, but Bob Kelly was talking, they, they were talking about uh, similar. Type of thing with Patrice, where like his career was maybe about to blow up, and Patrice was realizing that. Where like him and Bobby Kelly would talk on the phone all the time, and he said to Bobby Kelly, like, he's like, "I love you, Bob. Like you're my friend, but I shouldn't be this accessible to you." Like he goes, <laughs> he goes "You shouldn't be able to just call." <laughs> like, you have to, you just have to go through a manager or something, which like is like, <laughs> which is like, I think I personally think Bob Kelly should be more famous than he is as yeah. well. Yeah, he's, he's a good actor and not just a. I think he's a great mm-hmm. stand-up too. Hot Bobby would be good, super famous. Yeah, he would. Maybe, yeah. Um, fat powder. <laughs> but even as a fat guy, like give him a fucking sitcom or something. Yeah. You know? But like, there is when you watch their comedy, there is a disparity where like, yes, yeah, Patrice should not have been on the level of Bob Kelly, Rich Voss. These guys who I do, who I think are very funny, but Patrice is just a different level. Yeah, just like you know, no one saw until he died. Unfortunately, uh, he just had a um, like a profundity to like his like his shit. Like what? he oh, just yeah. thought so differently than than most people do. Yeah, he he completely his brain just worked different. His his thoughts on it didn't. But which, by the way, he would uh, he'd be done for now with his views on women and everything. <laughs> like, but you know what? Though? I'm not sure. I think he could have just told people to go fuck themselves. He could, especially well, if he started a podcast for sure. Right. But yeah. like, so his views on women, and you know what? The way he presented <laughs> <Or> it, insane. <laughs> the way he presented it, though, would be like like he would have, like he always said that uh, Anthony Kumi would always say he's not attracted to uh, black girls. Yeah. And Anthony would always say that like. He's like, it was amazing because Patrice would come on and convince me that that meant I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like when the right. episode ends, I'm like, am I? <laughs> I remember like them doing quite... that one time that they they would pull yeah, they were pictures. pulling people up and yeah. they're like, what about this? <laughs> yeah, like he said, it would like it would make Anthony question himself. Yeah, <laughs> like so Patrice just uh, just just had that ability. Um, oh. What's the uh, what's the next clip we got? Well, that's the one about him wanting to do a talk show. The uh... Yeah, so again, that Spoiler would, alert. Like, yeah, right. Again, it would have to be Joe Rogan, not uh, fucking Ellen, <laughs> but not even like, <laughs> not even like uh, uh, David Letterman. 
You know what I mean? I don't see him in that format, oh, really. No. It, it would be like- Open conversation. It would be Rogan or something like that, yeah. Be like a free-form thing like Rogan, exactly. He, you know what? He could have done a Rogan type where he's just talking to- Because he was a curious enough guy- Oh, yeah. Where he could have fucking scientists and philosophers on and just ask questions the way Rogan does. Well, he always used to talk about wanting to talk to racists and stuff, too, because he would always say, like, oh, yeah, all those like crazy motherfuckers in the woods. He's like, you don't understand- if you just weren't racist, you'd have black people on your side. We hate the government, too. <laughs> it's just like... Well, he always said about Anthony. Yeah. He goes, Anthony, you're a racist. You live like a black guy. <laughs> Racing around in sports cars, carrying a gun, fucking young women. <laughs> Buying a house you can't afford. <laughs> yeah. like you live like a rap star. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's hear this. So tough crowd, when you asked me what I wanted to do, yeah. tough crowd was what was up my You want to be Colin? I want to... You want to be on the panel. I want to be able to... No, what the, the, what it was is yeah. like, for me, I would love to be uh, John Stewart, or I would love to be hmm. uh, Anderson Cooper, or I would love to be even Jimmy Kimmel. I would love to hmm. sit and tell my point of view, no matter what it is, without any angle, without any political uh, 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 association. Your angle. My angle, and just really talk shit and tell my opinion, to be honest. But right. But to get paid for it. I've given away a lot of my spirit. So that would have been, like, that would have been fucking great. And if you don't know Tough Crowd, by the way, like, if this is the first time you're really diving into Patrice, go check out him on Tough Crowd. We have one clip that we'll play later on. Mm -hmm. But, like, Tough Crowd was the first podcast, which is, again, probably why. It was the best. The perfect setting for Patrice. Like, as much credit as Stern and ONA get for podcasting, I think Tough Crowd deserves... I mean, as much credit, if not maybe a step below, but like almost as much credit. And the only reason I say step below is because it just wasn't as popular as Stern. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't influence as not many, many as many are. people. <laughs> right. Um, whereas everyone listened to fucking Stern. So, uh, but the fact that like Tough Crowd only lasted two years is uh, oh, uh, very, a shame. Like, what, a, what a time for it though. Like right as like the Iraq war and shit was like heating up. It was perfect and for Colin. So much, if you go back and watch so much of what they talked about holds up completely oh, today. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, Colbert was very funny. I think Colbert might be what replaced him. Colbert as a character was funny. Yes. He's not well, funny that's what I'm now. saying. The Col- yeah, yeah, yeah. The Col- I'm sorry. The Colbert report was funny, yeah. I should say. Just- so it's not like they were replaced with dog shit, but like that would have been so interesting to have that perspective on. But mm-hmm. because they had that perspective where like their diversity was Patrice O'Neill and Keith Robinson, who would be viewed as like, you know, horribly yeah. sexist and all yeah. this type of shit now. So even though they were black guys, they didn't fit the right uh, black guys. Like you know what I mean? Like the like industry. The role one. that Chappelle has now taken, the mantle Chappelle has now picked up. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what's, we're still on the uh, Jay Moore podcast. Jay Moore, we have the clips about him on The Office, and then we have uh, JS if he has changed. Okay, so let's hear about him on The Office because he <laughs> no. said something very interesting <laughs> about like it was a very telling insecurity that Jay Moore points out to him. I think Jay Moore did a good job on this podcast mm-hmm. of kind of pointing out some of Patrice's um, insecurities or things he didn't need to worry about as much as he was worrying about them, uh, and this in particular is on the set of The Office and like why that didn't necessarily work out. I want to be able to look at BJ Novak and go, you the man, let me submit to what, what, what is something in me. I'm looking at his face and, and he can sense, he can sense, um, disdain. Yeah. 
But you know, and I and I can't hide it, and I try to. So I go, look, let me just let me not get a bad rep, so that when I get right. like this Charlie Sheen thing, it I think that was one of the biggest steps I made in terms of uh, showing showing people uh, what I do. Meaning in that in that situation. Yeah. So uh, the reason I found that interesting is just that like he. Is talking about BJ Novak, where um, he's he, like an insecure to him is that like he kind of thought BJ Novak was looking at him like uh, like that's right, motherfucker. Like I'm your boss, that sort of thing. Yeah. And is there more to that, uh, Matt? Is there a second clip with you? Yeah, he talks about his eventual leaving. Yeah. So this is um, yeah. so this is like he, he's kind of talking about how like BJ Novak. He felt like people were like looking down at him or kind of like sneering at him or judging him or whatever it might be. I heard- I've heard him talk about this, like, in a bunch of other places, too. Yeah. I mean... Well, this is where Jay Moore, I thought, did, did a good job of uh, mm-hmm. pointing out why you think I'm a hack. I'm pulling hack. This is the last thing he did before he died, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Did you leave, or did they just say... That no, was- it wasn't no, no absoluteness. It was like, they asked me to come in one day, and I wasn't there, and I, I didn't fly in. No, I didn't... I was, I was in New York, and yeah. they said, can you come in? For I, what? To just do what I do. I don't know what that is. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was there like a like six line? <laughs> I had a, I had, right. Yeah. I, had a, I was a I was a I was a six line guy. Maybe yeah. a three line guy. Yeah. Like the big and, which was fine. Guy. Which or was the, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone but, on the show is though. Right. I just couldn't do it. That to me is insane. I know. Like I would have done and it. To me, it's insane too. But oh, see, this is the important part of the conversation. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. Are you lay in bed at night going, why the fuck didn't I just get on a plane? Uh no, I don't regret it. Cause I, <laughs> I, I I know my insanity. There's some insanity about you that you accept for yourself, isn't it? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, of course we all have. No, that was it. Yeah. So Jay Moore went on to say, like, uh, there when BJ Novak is looking at you, he's not saying like, uh, look at this motherfucker. I can't believe I have to work with this guy. He's thinking, I wish I could do what Patrice does, because like BJ Novak's a stand up. And or even like Mindy Kaling, who's a writer, like mm-hmm. they wish they could perform the way Patrice does. Yeah. So Jay Moore was trying to get to him like, the way you think you're being perceived is not like it's jealousy, not judgment. Not disdain judgment. Yeah, not disdain necessarily. BJ and sometimes Novak. it was disdain. Like sometimes he was right, but. Bj Novak's a stand-up. Yeah, Bj Novak actually has a pretty funny joke. Didn't know that about uh, Michael Jackson, where he goes, uh, he goes, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of artists. He goes, people wonder. Uh, if Michael Jackson is actually guilty, and uh, a lot of artists leave very subtle hints uh, to their, you know, their depravities <laughs> in their art, and I think I may have picked up on something in a Michael Jackson song uh, that, to me, suggests that he might be guilty. And he goes to read lyrics of a song. He goes, "I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm really, really bad. You know it. You know I'm bad." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's I don't know. If B, I don't know if BJ Novak still does stand up, but that's how he started. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, there's one more uh, uh, on Patrice, right? With Jay Moore? Or no. Yes. Okay. Uh, what's it called? Is the one he asked if he's changed? Yeah. So uh, let's hear it. When did you know you were funny? When did you know you wanted to do comedy? I didn't mean to stump you. Jesus. <laughs> um. <laughs> The look on your face. Seriously? Yeah. 17. 17? Like dead ass. And then it took till I was 22 to do it. So I, I talked myself out of it. 
five for five years. I just didn't do it, and finally I did it at 22, 1992. But at 17, I wanted to start. Are you going to start talking yourself into shit? I do. You got to understand, dude. You're yeah. talking to that true? A, a different dude. Does he is he a different dude now where he talks himself into shit as opposed to talking himself out of shit? I'm seeing that. Yeah, yeah good. I'm better at that. You're too good. fucking good to be a guy on the shelf. You can't be like the guy on the bench because the coach doesn't know you're there. You got to be the guy to get on the plane and go to the office. You're too fucking funny, and you have a presence that's too. I'm way better than I used to be though. And you're way better. Here's the other thing. And In I, terms this, of attitude, way better. This is going to sound cocky as all fuck, but we both know it's the reason we're in the business. Okay. You see guys on Star Search and even the improv and you go, I'm better than these motherfuckers. Right. You know when you go and do these shows, you can kill them. You can crush them. Do me a fucking favor and the next time they ask, get on the fucking airplane and do the show because mm -hmm. you're too good not to do it. And when you do do it, all those people splinter off into their other shows, and one, all it takes is one out of those 14 bullshit producers to get a two broke girls and go, hey, you know who'd be a great super? <laughs> super. That, that's, I felt you know that. You can play Bookman? Bookman. The new Bookman. He wouldn't do Bookman. I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> so that was a, a depressing clip because that, again, to reiterate, that's a fucking month before he went to his he's coma. Like, I'm gonna fucking do it, and he's like, "I'm yeah. gonna do it." And Jay Moore, I thought, I thought this was a great uh, interview by Jay Moore. I'm not like the biggest Jay Moore fan or anything, mm -hmm. um, but I thought it was a great job because it shows Jay Moore, a guy who is very willing to sell out, or you know, whatever to, to sell out, but like do a CBS sitcom that sort of thing. Um, and Patrice, a guy who never would. That that guy Jay Moore kind of coaching him how to meet halfway, but also showing showing so much respect for what Patrice does. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That was the interesting that interview. Uh, if you ever want to check that out, um, and then uh, the next clip I think we had was uh, on Marin, right? Correct. Um, which, by the way, another funny story from uh, the Opie and Anthony show the day after he died. Mm -hmm. uh, Derosa was telling this one, where um, they were talking about the tough crowd days. And uh, Mar Marin and Patrice are friends, but yeah. like uh, Marin would do tough crowd once in a while, and they were talking about the Bible or something. And uh, Marin says something like, uh, "Well, what, you know, uh, two was enough. What if there was a third testament?" And kind of launched into like a bit that he was doing. <laughs> and he said, "You just hear Patrice kind of off mic go, shut up, Mark.'" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he was. I love. See, he was ahead of his time. Now we're all yeah. saying it. I know. Uh, yeah. Now Marin's losing his fucking mind. Yeah. But uh, but that is uh, again to talk about tough crowd and Patrice on tough crowd. It's like that's the only show you would get something like that where a panelist is telling another panelist to shut the fuck up, <laughs> and the guy laugh, like Marin laughs about it and it, it gives him shit yeah. back and all. Like you didn't get that on any other show. Now no. you get it on podcast. Yeah. Well, dad, but man. it's such a it's such a fucking <laughs> yeah. Those are great. Those are such a fun. That's such a fucking comic thing to do because I mean I think this story's been told to death, but like the the phone book, like when Kevin Hart was. Oh, up well, you there. can tell. You, I, it's been told to death in like Opie and Anthony circles, oh. but people listen to my. Well, know. Kevin Hart. He said, "Well, Kevin Hart was like early in his career. He's up there doing his." Doing the Kevin Hart. Yeah, the Kevin Hart. Yeah. Doing a stand up at, I think it was at the cellar yeah. or somewhere. And uh, uh, Patrice and uh, Keith Robinson were sitting in the back and they were heckling him. And he's finally just 
all of a sudden you just see a phone book fly through the air and land on the stage. <laughs> and he's like, here, read from this. It'll be funnier than your act. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like, and and the comedy seller, there's a million stories like that. Yeah. Those guys brutally just busting oh. each other's balls. Um, but and that's what Tough Crowd was. That's yeah. what Colin, we'll have to, we'll get more into that in and, another episode. And after Tough Crowd ended, that's what O&A turned into. Yes. That's what made me a fan of that show. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When Jimmy started on that show and he would bring in guys like Patrice, Patrice and stuff, and, and they would Burr just sit and, yeah. around that table and just be mean to each other yeah. it's the funniest shit i've ever heard in my life you know life. what's funny too about that like era <laughs> is um uh louis j gomez was uh mm-hmm. talking about this where he was in a group of uh comedians and uh one guy uh i think it was ian fidance or something mm-hmm. had a uh, a slice of pizza he just bought a slice of pizza yeah he was holding up a little paper plate <laughs> and uh Lewis, like he just bought it, and Lewis slapped it out of his hand, and it landed on the ground, and uh, everyone in the group was like, what the fuck are you doing? And Lewis was like, I thought that was, that's everyone I listened to growing up, I thought that was fun. Like that's the type of shit those guys would do to each other that is just doesn't exist anymore. That was a scene in Lucky Louie. Remember like, uh, there's a scene in the pizza place where uh, Jimmy walks yeah. up, to the, <laughs> up to this thing and pretends to be retarded he's like thank you and they give him a free piece of pizza oh, and then right. mike mike the mechanic walks over and just he just takes it and walks away and louis like well i'm gonna go pay for mine and he goes pays for it and he goes and walks over and jimmy just smacks him <laughs> <laughs> so anyways this is um uh, i thought this was pretty interesting it's patrice on marin talking about um uh basically how his how he didn't get enough recognition right yeah yeah I might have what I have. I don't. I think because I see the the laughter and the reaction from people who love me, and I never want to turn my back on the people who actually enable me to exist. That's good. You should hold on to that. Yeah, but I'm. But I see their reaction. I see the people that I that I do touch. I touch them on such a real level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I go, there's no way I can be this irrelevant in terms of socially irrelevant, in terms of numbers. Well, let's let's talk about it. God, that's fucking sad. It's crazy, right? And this is I think that was also 2011, 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's crazy to think now where Patrice is on like, you know, if you're under 40 and a big comedy fan mm-hmm. there's a good chance patrice is on your like mount rushmore oh, yeah. you know what i mean like one of the guys you loved but when he was alive he did not have that impact no. like he didn't like he never felt that while he was alive and uh it's it's sad because for a variety of reasons through his own fault and through the fault of the industry he was just never really well, he, he's uh, never not, really had that chance. He's not on my Rushmore of stand-up. No? No. How much of his stand-up have we played in this so far? Uh, we have two clips. Uh, all right. Stand-up as an art form play? Whole in its own. <laughs> no, no. An hour show. No, you fucking purist. <laughs> all we've talked about so oh, far right. is his radio spots and podcasts. You're right. Which well, is, yeah. But, that's where he's the best. But Can he me? put out, I mean, the only real special he put out was in 2011 all when right. guys weren't getting spent. Like now, everyone is a YouTube special. Like, yeah. it wasn't that common to have eight specials back but, then. But like, Craig, Louis was the only guy. Carlin did this, and then Louis, now everyone does it. Yeah. Where you put one out, like, every year. Every so. year. Yeah. But Craig, the stand-up comic, is saying, like, it's not stand-up, which I understand what you're saying. I'm not even mocking you. Well, I'm saying, I get what you're saying. Me. 
well, I get what you're saying. It's a little higher bar than comic. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, you're you're saying stand-up is its own thing as the art form itself, not just being a comedian. Or a comic, right? I still yeah. meant what I said. I get, I, 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 <laughs> I, I meant, put him. I meant people say he's the funniest fucking guy ever. Yeah, yeah. I, but that wasn't being said while he was alive. Right. My point. Right. I get what I, you're I didn't mean to get into uh, the meticulous. Well, I understand how many, saying, how many got, minutes uh, of material yeah. he has down. <laughs> but <laughs> prolificness. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was interesting though, and kind of and like like I said, sad in a way. Yeah. Uh, but he did always have that like, uh, in in again in that memorial uh, O and A episode. Opie asked a dumb fucking question. Nuh-uh. Where he oh, goes? <laughs> where he goes? Was he ever sad? <laughs> and and Bobby Kelly and Jim go, oh yeah, all the time. Like uh, I, he, they would like always get calls from Patrice, like depressed, and the same type of shit he's saying to Marin there, where he's like, like I said with uh, Bob, like you shouldn't be able to call me. <laughs> like you should have to go through a couple channels to get my phone number. <laughs> where he did, he had that uh, he had that feeling about him, and it is like um, the way. Uh, you know, fucking Jim Carrey wrote himself a check, and and uh, for a million dollars, and said, "I'm going to cash it when I'm famous." Like the way that works out for some guys, uh, it doesn't for others. Like Patrice knew how good he was, hmm. but it doesn't necessarily amount to like, fame and fortune. Right. Unfortunately. Right. Uh, what's the next clip? Matthew? We have uh, the Lisa Lampanelli clip or the Jeff Garland. <laughs> oh yeah. So these are both interesting because again, it plays to him changing over the years, kind of. Um, oh. Let's play Jeff Garland first, just because I think Lisa Lampanelli's a little better. The story's a little better. Um, but these are two people that Patrice uh, like had a run-in with, like offended them uh, earlier in his career, <laughs> and he kind of he kind of like came around later in life. He started to feel like guilty about that type of shit. So let's hear Garland first. And you had, and this and it literally just reminded me many years ago, you know, Patrice was a very loved guy on this show, mm-hmm. and, and you, you had a nice moment with him. I uh, had the best moment at the with end, him. Like an unpleasant interaction at one point, we all well, did the crowd. It was unpleasant, but it wasn't that unpleasant. <laughs> right, right, you right. were there, if I'm not mistaken. I may no, have I'm been. almost positive. What was the moment? It was on uh, Colin's show. Tough crowd. He, you know, my reputation is as an improviser. That's sure. my, I don't, I don't have an act. I've never had, an, I mean, I should say never. When I was younger, I did. But since I've been established, I don't have an act. I literally just go up. And uh, Patrice said to me as we were sitting there on the air, he goes, is that all the great Jeff Garland has? That's what, And I hadn't even started. I just said one thing. And I go, you are so messing with the wrong guy. And we were ripping each other on the air. All right. So I'm not going to say a lot of years, but a few years go by. I'm standing on 57th Street and uh, – and, uh, Broadway and Patrice walks up to me and I go hey Patrice you know and he goes hey man I just want to apologize and I go you're apologizing for the thing before I go that's very nice of you and it was so heartfelt and he was so sincere about what he said to me that he was coming from a place of insecurity and all this stuff and I was so moved by it we gave each other a big hug and I was so uh, yeah now, for every story like that, though, there were, uh, <laughs> like, I forget who it was, but someone said after Patrice died, like, like let's not forget, uh, there are as many people today celebrating as there are set. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think Donnell Rawlings was the one that said on the Patrice documentary, he goes, hey, like, I, I don't want to sugarcoat anything. Patrice was a fucking asshole. <laughs> he goes, he was a, a fucking asshole. Now, uh, Jeff Garland didn't get into a lot of the details. I feel, it seemed to me like a guy 
Jeff Garland kind of saying, like, well, the guy's dead. I'm not going to shit on him completely. So we kind of glossed over, uh-huh. like, the interaction they had. But I suspect, like, Patrice was probably a dick to him if he felt inclined to apologize and give him a hug years later. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, he could be a fucking asshole a lot. And I think <laughs> yeah. a better example of that is his uh, his interaction with uh, Lisa Lampanelli. Oh, man. <laughs> Tell me who you really makes you fucking angry. Who makes my blood yeah. boil? It used to be, I don't know if you remember this guy, because nobody knows who he is. Do you remember Patrice O'Neill? No one remembers. Oh, that's good. See what you he did there? He used to be. <laughs> he, people do know him, and what you're doing <laughs> is you're. I'll like tell you why. Good. I'll tell you why. He, I don't, I'm not mad at him anymore. He called. I used to be, he used to be torment me at the comedy cellar night after night. So a few months ago, I was playing a theater in Florida, and he was playing a club, which is hilarious. It's when your that favorite happens. thing. Hilarious. So I said I wouldn't go into the radio station until he left because I didn't want to be face to face with him because he made me so sick in the early days. Wow. He actually called the radio station and apologized on air for anything he did to me. Now, isn't that... That's why I have to say I don't hate him anymore. I think a lot of them come around. They see, hey, you know what? I was wrong and I'm when a nice guy. When you say a lot of them... The blacks. <laughs> <laughs> I like Fitzsimmons, too. I don't know him as a stand-up, really, but he's kind of funny. Uh, that's who was interviewing her, by the way. He's another uh, Boston guy, too, right? He's like BU or something? I don't know. I don't know if he's from Boston. He started here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he started comedy here. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So um, I think the way the way Norton kind of tells that story is basically that uh, he wasn't a- like Patrice wasn't asked oh, yeah. Lisa Lampanelli, but also like he was giving her shit the way he gave to everyone Voss or whoever any yeah. anyone yeah. else shit. But they weren't friends, right? So that's the thing about Patrice. <laughs> like, when people say Patrice is an asshole, it's like him talking the way he talks to his buddies. But you're like, I don't. No, why are you saying this to me? I, I don't know you. <laughs> like, uh, sounds familiar. Uh, DeRosa told a story that like he he went up to Patrice and Keith Robinson in the comedy cellar, and he goes, "I didn't really know Patrice, but I kind of knew Keith from Philadelphia." And uh, he went up to him, and Patrice goes, "Shut the fuck! Who the fuck are you talking to?" <laughs> and turned away, <laughs> and like wouldn't acknowledge DeRosa. And uh, <laughs> and they ended up becoming like good friends. Because you know, like, I'm wearing backpacks. Yeah, imagine yeah. that interaction with someone you've never met before. You know yeah. what I mean? You'd be like, this guy's a f- p- f- prick. <laughs> like, you wouldn't be talking about him in those glowing terms. But like as Lisa Lampanelli said, like I think he started to realize that later in his yeah. life, uh, which well. is you know unfortunate that it you know he didn't he didn't live longer to, to uh, uh, sort of uh, bank on that some of that shit. But um, what do we have next? So I got it's cold out here. Oh. Or I got DC Sniper Harassment yeah. Day. So I wanted to include all of these because uh, you didn't pull Coke Logics. I this did. Is a different one. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, this isn't Coke Logics. It was just the first. It was the right. not the first thing that came up. <laughs> the the radio version was too long, yeah. <laughs> and this was just a short version, a shorter version that I could put up. But uh, I wanted. I pulled a clip from Tough Crowd, a clip from uh, ONA, and I tried to do ones we didn't do. So you can go back on uh, Patreon.com/slash/BlindMike. And search for uh, the Patrice episode we did uh, back in February or something. It was me, Mike, and Craig uh, talking about – it was right after the documentary came out, I think, where we yes. talked about a lot of his time mm-hmm. on uh, mostly Opie and Anthony, which we may do again on this podcast. But uh, if you want to go check that out, go to patreon.com slash blindmike. But uh, on this program, I wanted to include at least uh, – because we've been talking so much about serious shit and things he regretted and things he could have done and all yeah. that. But this is just an example of him being – uh, hilarious on the radio. (laughs) 
Yeah, it was like it was like Christmas time. I was I had drove driven home, went to uh, you know go to Boston for a second. So I'm driving back, <clears throat> driving back through you know Connecticut. You know you know you know you drive and you get that yeah. that um, that scared tired like that tired that you just you go oh my god I'm getting ready to die <laughs> yeah. tired like. Like you, you don't have any more confidence in yourself that you can keep yourself like away. You know, like you, You're no, like, oh, damn. It's cold, so the, all the windows are down. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. young Jeezy. Yeah, I'm up, motherfuckers. <laughs> Blasting, <laughs> punching t- your leg. And just that type of tie where yep. I went to sleep a couple of times. Oof. And I go, I see a McDonald's in the in the distant, you know, oh, shit. <sighs> McDonald's uh, fucking rest stop. Yeah. So I just do 95 till I get there. Pull in there. Park. I go. Thank God. I put my seat back. Put my um my skylight up. I look at the sky and shit. Just fall asleep. I lean back. You're probably out in like two seconds. About two seconds. Yeah. But for some reason, you know, after about good five minutes of sleeping, I just my, my eyes open. Nothing woke me up. Just my eyes open. Right? Not a sound. Nothing. I just like open your eyes. Oh boy. I look to the left. Then I look to my right out my passenger side. <laughs> Clean cut white guy, Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking ties. Now, I look at him to try to give him, like, for 30 seconds, we're looking at each other. So I I finally go, okay, this nigga ain't leaving. I I, I turn my key backwards, crack my window about an inch. I go, what's up, man? He goes, it's cold out here. <laughs> I go, it's I go, cold out. I go, I go, I go, what? He goes, it's cold out here. And he, and he tries my handle on my door. He pulls my door handle. Holy shit. It's cold out here. Pulls my door. I said, what? What, what go inside. <laughs> I go, go inside. It's coffee in there. So it's coffee this, in there. I watch him. This motherfucker gets into a Subaru Outback. With a Christmas tree on top, <laughs> and drives away, and oh, that's when, man. that's when the adrenaline kicked. I said, "This motherfucker, he was going, he was going to suck strange black dick before he went <laughs> home to take a Christmas tree to his fucking family." <laughs> <laughs> it gave me. It was like drinking fourteen cups of coffee and a oh, red. you were awake. Once I said, "This guy was a fat." <laughs> I think creepy cold I, guy. I meant to cut it off before we uh, 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 shame Patrice as a homophobe. But remember, it was a different time when he used certain words. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, the the beauty of that, I mean, hey, it's just fucking hilarious. Uh, Go inside. There's coffee in there. Oh, dude, this is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. But uh, uh, the other the other thing to me, and maybe I'm maybe I'm overstating this because I'm a Patrice fan and he's dead and we're pontificating about how great he was and everything. Um, but to me, like, I think the bit for a lot of people there would have been like that this guy was trolling for gay sex in a truck stop. And what would I have done in that situation and shit like that? Instead, Patrice's observation was this guy has a fucking Christmas tree on his roof <laughs> and he's going home to his family. <laughs> like, this motherfucker is bringing a Christmas tree home to his family. Like just that, that sort of observation uh, would be the shit he would bring to like when he would talk about movies. He was brilliant. Uh, like everything from movies to just like humanity, <laughs> like as serious a topic or as silly a topic as it could be. Like that's the type of shit uh, Patrice would bring. I mm-hmm. always thought. Uh, should we move to tough crowd? 
Yes. Yeah. So I wanted to throw a tough crowd Always. at the clip in too. Again, we'll do a whole tough crowd episode, which will have a lot of Patrice moments, like I said. But this uh, this is just one. And again, the observation, just, not just the observation skills, but like his awareness of racial inequality and the way the industry uh, fucked things up and like kind of, you know, their, their quote morals would be skewed. Uh, this is him on Tough Crowd talking about the DC sniper case, which you may remember from like 03-ish, I think. I do the thing about the sniper, the black sniper. Yes. And blah, 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 blah. The punchline was nigga in a Buick. And... It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. They, they, cut out, they, cut out, they cut out Buick. They cut out they Buick. Cut out Buick. <laughs> I swear to God. Because, because they don't want to... <laughs> yeah, but that was just illogical. It wasn't funny. Because it wasn't really a beautiful. Oh, that's, that's why it's funny, though. It it's, the reason it's funny is because we don't understand why things are funny. Hard consonants are funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah in a Chevy, or blah, blah, blah in a, in a, in a, in a Maxima is not funny. Buick is funny. That's why. And the fact that he wasn't in a Buick is the reason. I'm a comedy genius, and it's hard to. <laughs> 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 it, is, it is though like that's the funny thing is like he's fucking around but like yeah. it must have been hard for Patrice to get people and that's probably where the frustration comes with the industry like to get the, the suits like these fucking mm-hmm. stiffs to understand him right must yeah. have been impossible which is probably why he said well fuck it then I'm just gonna be myself at all times mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's hilarious like and just that observation like they believed Buick because they weren't yeah. a sponsor <laughs> instead of the n-word at the time <laughs> uh, but he re- yeah he really is a, a comedy genius obviously um, where are we going now? Harassment day. Harassment day. So this is a uh, this is topical as well because when this comes out, it'll be uh, uh, the week that Patrice died, which is also uh, the same week as harassment day. A <laughs> holiday, true. a holiday. The Tuesday before Thanksgiving is a holiday that we should all celebrate. And so th- I pulled two clips, or had Matt pulled two clips from his special because I thought they were so relevant today. And, uh, you know, he's 10 years ahead of his time. Like, Elephant in the Room came out 10 years ago. And this is these are things, like, society is fighting over today. And at one of them, not this clip, but the other one, we're like, it's just dawning on us as a society. And Patrice was talking about it 10 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, which is unbelievable. So this is the first one, uh, Harassment Day. I didn't have you cut this one as much because I figured we could just stop it when, when whenever we're done with it. It's a little long, so feel free to stop it. Ladies, let's discuss, hey, look, let's discuss harassment for a second. Why can't I harass you? Sometimes, sometimes, I can never harass you. Never. And I'm not talking about, like, I'm talking just at the job. It's unfair that I can't harass you at the workplace. Like, you look at how you're looking, and I can't just. A little something. 
that has to do, like, you got to be careful just to say, hey, you look beautiful today. That's how messed up the game is. I think you should be able to comment on any part of the body that you see. If you... I'm serious. What's your name? What's your name? Jeannie. Now, Jeannie, no disrespect, but if I work with you, I should be able to walk in and go, oh, Jeannie, beautiful uh, titty meat you have there. <laughs> and... Because I see that. But whatever the scientific term is, I'm um, looking at Mr. F a 4.9 grade point average. What's the, what's the science term for uh, the titty meat? What's the actual? And it's not the cleavage. I mean, the cleavage is the space in the middle. I'm talking about the meat, the, the meat, the titty part. And I'm not. Do you want to go? <laughs> yeah, that's that's about it. that sums it up basically. But he gets into like how there should be one day a year basically where we're ha allowed to ha harass our allowed to harass our coworkers. You bring in flowers. Now listen, happy harassment. <laughs> now listen, I know uh, he doesn't have the sheer volume of comedy that someone like Craig respects, like a Jim Gaffigan <laughs> type. But I thought that was pretty good. I think that's pretty quality stand up. Oh, solid. <laughs> it is. Um, so uh, that it's just fun. Like he was. You know, this is an issue that is huge now, like mm -hmm. the idea of uh, being able to, you know, kind of flirt in the workplace and shit like that is equivalent to, uh, you know, sexual assault in a lot of cases, the way it's portrayed in the media. Mm -hmm. And Patrice has been talking about that for 15 years. And like now it's a big issue. But the even more glaring, I couldn't believe, and I genuinely don't believe that uh, Joy Ann Reed of MSNBC, I'm sure she's not a Patrice O'Neill fan. I'm sure she's not familiar with his content necessarily. But, like, I heard her talking about, um, what do they call it? Like, white, beautiful white woman syndrome or something like that, uh, where the media covers stories uh -huh. about missing uh, attractive. Oh, I, know what this is. I almost, got, I almost <laughs> mentioned this. Missing myself. attractive yeah. white women more than they would uh, mention, like, say, uh, you know, a black girl that went missing. They're more likely to mention the pretty blonde girl that went missing. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, Gabby Petito. So Joanne Reed, that, that, I think that's why she brought it up, was uh, Gabby Petito. Um, so Joanne Reed was just talking about this, like it's a new, interesting idea. And I was flabbergasted <laughs> because immediately my first thought was this stand-up bit from 10 years ago. Yep. <clears throat> You know how you can tell how pretty a white woman is? <laughs> the value, you look at her and then you wonder how long they would look for if she was missing. <laughs> Come on, take a look. Take a look. Look at this nigga. Look, 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 look. <laughs> I saw you look mad, sweetie. How long if you was missing? How long you think they were? How long you think they were? Exactly. She don't even. She went. <laughs> <laughs> you know the deal. I ain't saying nothing wrong. White woman's life is valuable. <laughs> What's his name? Yorin uh, Vandersloot? Right? <laughs> we find out he was a serial killer. Man, he kills women. That's what he do. He do it well. <laughs> you know what I mean? We know the girl that he, that he, you know, supposedly had, uh, what's the girl in Aruba? Natalie Holloway, right? Oh, but the one, he just killed a girl in Peru. What's her name? Um, 
Exactly. <laughs> oh. Look how fast you said Natalie. You said Natalie. Oh. Natalie Holloway, that angel. Y'all <laughs> said that like Family Feud. All right, name a white girl been missing for five years in the room of... Nelly Holloway! <laughs> name a Peruvian girl that was killed yesterday. <laughs> what is that big head third world Peruvian bitch's name? Supposed <laughs> to be Yoris or something goofy. <laughs> So that's brilliant for so many reasons. Oh my god! I mean, yeah, the one people talked about, like uh, after he died and for so long after, was just the confidence, like, yes. the classic Patrice confidence, to uh, command the stage enough to know that no one would know that fucking girl's name, yep. and that someone would know Natalie Holloway's name. Yeah, and then he ro just roped him in. <laughs> the confidence would be like exactly to have the audience's reaction be a punchline. Yep, and there was a lot of like just on stage Patrice like. There would be pauses and silences in the stand. Like, he really <laughs> genuinely commanded a stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing that stood out to me and the reason I put it in this one was just that literally Joy Ann Reed used Natalie Holloway as the example yeah. on MSNBC of like, isn't it crazy that the media does this sometimes? It's like, yeah, a comedian was talking about this 10 fucking years ago. <laughs> so his, uh, his perception, like I said, on race, gender, mm -hmm. social issues we still talk about today was uh, astonishing. Yeah. It's sad that we uh, that we lost that voice. But, Agreed. Uh, mm. So there's a couple other clips that I want to play uh, that are uh, you know um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for pivotal in the in the uh, assembly of this podcast. Yes. But uh, before we get to that, is there any other Patrice stuff you guys want to talk about, just as fans or anything that we haven't mentioned? Nothing uh, that I'm sure we won't eventually get to. Just yeah. The the my one of my favorite parts was him and. Uh, Louis C.K. talking about where slurs come from. Yes. <laughs> that was more on Louis, though, being so funny. So good, though. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that's that's but, what... Well, no, you know what? It is... It's it's Louis being hilarious. Yeah. We can't say what it is. Basically... But, uh, but Patrice just went right with it. Yeah. <laughs> Patrice, Patrice described where a certain Jewish slur came from. Yeah. <laughs> and it has an actual meaning. It means yes. the word means circle. Circle. Like it's a, an abbreviation for the uh, uh, Yiddish word or yeah, something for Yiddish. circle. Um, and then Louis says, uh, do you know where the N word came from? <laughs> but he says it. Yeah. And he goes, uh, eh, someone was just being a whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, and they looked at that guy was being a. Patrice laughs so hard. <laughs> It was it was just a feeling. Yeah. Like, no, it was just a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a shame that we, uh, we're at a point where I can't even say the yeah. words that I'm talking about, even wow. though everyone knows what I mean. But and but it a is a bit. Yeah, a again, little bit. It shows you how much was uh, uh, Patrice and Louis. Yeah. were both like funny first. Yes, funny were, first before. They were anything not. Else. They're not. They weren't rivals. Yep. Patrice didn't take a mental health day after this. Yeah. It was. They were genuine. Like they. That was when you could that really was, bust balls. It was funny that. because it was funny. Yeah. And the other thing was just the the uh, the laugh. Yes, the, uh, the up and down game. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. if you don't know, go go check out uh, Old Opie and Anthony. The up and down up game. Patrice O'Neill, the up and down game. Or on Patreon.com/slash/BlindMike. We did talk about uh, it yeah, there we as did. well. Yeah, we did. That's right. Uh, so yeah, we broke that down with. Uh, there was a gentleman. 
of uh, that's, he was a little slower. That's a loose use of that use of that term. <laughs> a, a slower gentleman uh, by the name of Bobo. Yeah, I'm not lying. <laughs> by his name, you can probably guess what I mean. <laughs> by <laughs> uh, he was a little slower than yeah. most, I suppose you could say. Not a quick. Fan. And listen. Back in the old days of radio, you could have guys like this in and poke fun at them, yeah, the you know? Old, the old days. Or b- make them strip and get hard. Yeah, well, <laughs> what was interesting about this gentleman, Bobo, was uh, he had a lot of penis surgeries, and he had a little chewed-up dick, that, but was very virile. Like, he was a virile man who would... Um, so Jim Norton, at the mere suggestion, <laughs> Jim Norton would, would like, uh, kind of sex him up, like talk about describe really scenarios, very sexy scenarios, talk about women and, and like fucking him or, you know, like lathering up in the shower, like mm-hmm. things like that. Norton would describe and immediately he was at full mast. <laughs> be sh- little Dick would be sticking straight up. And, uh, then Norton would talk about the Mets. And he'd be like, but you got to admit, you got to admit, Bobo, it kind of reminds you of the Mets bullpen this year. (laughs) Go straight down. Bobo was a big Mets fan. If he talked about the Mets, his erection would evaporate. And Patrice's reaction to that was like historic. Like people talk about it to this day, his reaction to that video. He like fell down. Like genuinely fell down. (laughs) So, like the rapper, genuine? Ah. Sure. <laughs> it was a mic level grinding. Yeah, hole. that was a stinker. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so go go check all that shit out that we've talked about today if you're interested in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you if you were not a Patrice fan before and this sparked your interest, go check out Elephant in the Room for mm-hmm. sure. And again, you know, I know uh, he hasn't put out the sheer. Uh, mass quantities of a carrot top or a Gallagher, <laughs> but, but I think he's pretty good. I said he wasn't on my Rushmore. <laughs> I think he's pretty. I think he's pretty darn good. Rushmore. I mean, sure. Yeah, the fact that he's forty-one good. didn't affect the fact that he didn't put out as much content. I, I suppose. <laughs> but, but Rushmore. I, I think he was all right. Um, he's great. So, so uh, uh, go check all that shit out with Patrice. And I kept mentioning the you know memorial episode the day oh, after he yeah. died on Opie and Anthony. And so I wanted to clu- include a clip from that that is also in one of our intros, mm-hmm. not the one we played today, but played on every other epi- like other episodes. One of the funniest things anyone has ever said. <laughs> so this was, uh, Patri- they were honoring Patrice O'Neill, a million comedians have been in, and then they kind of devolved into uh, making fun of like Bobby Kelly and just guys in the room and do? shit. When, didn't they get super sad at this point? So then, yeah. then David Tell comes in, and it actually started to get a little sad, mm-hmm. and then uh, Attell... Brings brings back the room. Attell is a sociopath. Yes, Attell and couldn't was, handle it. He was David Tell. Yeah. <laughs> this country. Who are the people? No, 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 no. Different. Yeah, we, I think it's great that you guys are doing this, and uh, it's, it's a shock. And I, I don't know about any yeah. anybody in this room, but because of Twitter and all that kind of stuff, I can't even process exactly what's happening or mm-hmm. what what happened, and uh, it's just a horrible loss. So. Yeah, it really is. And and it, you see it on Twitter and you see how many people uh, uh, love the guy. Just yeah, but how many went paid to see him, huh? Yeah, that's true. I hate to be the, uh, yeah, yeah. They come out of the, I the douche and bag of the conversation here, but yeah, yeah everybody loves him for free. <laughs> we got a purple suit to buy and a gigantic coffin. All right. Let's make this Oh my god. 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 Oh my
there's a lot of <laughs> enough hemming and fans <laughs> and uh, just the the phrase gigantic coffin is self funny. And if you don't get that part, uh, go look, <laughs> go any picture of Patrice. Uh, <laughs> He's either wearing a football jersey or a wacky suit <laughs> or a, just absurd attire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was hilarious, and that brought the room oh. back on that day. So go check that out if you're interested in that episode. <laughs> and. Uh, the other moment was uh, uh, this is also uh, in our intro and really formed the uh, this program. Mm -hmm. um, but this is what I hesitated to even include this clip just because uh, uh, it's so like Rogan brings anytime Rogan talks about Patrice, he brings up this clip. Mm -hmm. um, it's essentially been uh, I think pretty much anyone that is aware of this clip would identify it as like the best example of uh, exposing just the bullshit of cancel culture mm. and fake outrage and all that stuff. And Patrice uses his intelligence to fucking school a woman mm -hmm. who's an activist and a, a liberal feminist and all that, but is completely judging Patrice since he's a big black dude and a silly comedian. So, you know, she's going to uh, steamroll him uh, uh, mentally. But Patrice turns the tables on her, fucking destroys her in this. So go look, just look up, uh, you know, Patrice Fox News clip, and it'll be the first one, I'm sure. Um, but this part is uh, specifically relevant to this podcast. This country. Who are the people? A new How can you, Patrice, so here's, what, here's my question. How can you justify a bad joke, a joke that isn't funny? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go ahead. An attempt that isn't funny, doesn't get any laughs, and is about raping a the first black woman to ever become the Secretary of State well, of the United States. Don't throw that at me. Well, <laughs> the, the intent is what I'm trying to fight for. The joke may or may funny jokes and unfunny jokes are, are come out of the same birth. That you you funny. don't know if anything is going to be funny. You should attempt don't to be you, able to make anything don't you funny. Don't think a joke about rape is doomed to be not funny? It's possible, but I've heard them. I've heard. <laughs> Heard a funny rape joke? Uh, I say a couple. Watch my HBO special. I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, Patrice, well, Patrice says that if you're having sex with a woman, doggy style, and if you wrong hit her in the hit her in the head that. just the right no, time, no, it's ejaculate in her eye and kick her in the shin, and she walks <laughs> no, around like arg. It's the angry pirate. No, That's no. what she was he trying to say. A violent act of hitting her in the back of her head, her body. It's called the donkey up, punch, which will then. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Hey. She's outraged. It's called the donkey punch. It's whole humor that she has no Here's clue what it is. We have the same problem that Opie and Anthony does. You can't say just anything on the air. You can say anything you want. It might not be funny. You might get in trouble for it, but you should be able to be attempting. And plus, when is a crazy bum going to get an opportunity to rape the president? <laughs> the president's wife, John? It was trying to be funny. All right, Patrice, why aren't I hearing Al Sharpton complain about this thing involving Congress? Because it wasn't involving uh, young uh, black women. Okay, so... Uh, few, that's where you cut it. A few things with that. I, I meant to... I, meant to, I must have done a few seconds later. I meant to cut it. Uh, but um, uh, a few things with that. The, no, the, no. the brilliance of Patrice there just defending com The other name I thought of was uh, Speaking for Funny. But uh, then I saw a YouTube channel with that name, so I guess I figured I couldn't do it. I couldn't steal it from him. But, uh, uh, so yeah, that's obviously where the title comes from. Um, but also, just if you couldn't tell from the audio, he, uh, 
he made in the description that the woman brought up of one of his jokes. He made the the like camera crew and shit, like the crew laugh. Yeah. And it was women, you could tell. <laughs> and yeah. Was, yeah, and so he said, "Why are you laughing?" She's outraged. She's outraged. So in her point, like she brought up something that like is so outraged. How could anyone find this funny? And made the entire room laugh. <laughs> 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 and uh, just a couple other things in that clip too was uh, he referenced an HBO special, and we said he only had one special. Yeah, it was a half hour. It's a half. So guys like Craig don't really count that. You know, it's just like he's yeah, he's a hack. He's, purist. He only got a half hour on HBO. You know, he's a, <laughs> he's a piece of shit. This is slander. <laughs> this is slander. I will not stand for. <laughs> and uh, and the uh, I don't know if we did a good good enough job setting it up. The reason he was on Fox News with this yeah. clip is that uh, Opie and Anthony were suspended because they had a guy named Homeless Charlie on. Charlie, yeah. And Homeless Charlie said, said a bunch of crazy shit. Like he's like, uh, he's a homeless guy. He was a genuine homeless guy that they found on the street. And he talked about raping Condoleezza Rice and wanting mm-hmm. to fuck uh, Barbara Bush and shit like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Who'd that Bush so, bitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, some wild shit. And that's why Patrice pointed out, like, when is a homeless guy going to get a chance to rape the first lady? Like, why are we, what if it inspires him to do it? Yeah, like, why are we taking this man I'm serious. sure it'll be fine. Yeah, he's being very serious, clearly. Yeah, he, yeah right. He's a, uh, probably a mentally ill man. He's, he's got the funds. Unquestionably. He's got the funds. Yeah. yeah so that is, oh. uh, again, Patrice O'Neill always speaking for funny and did an amazing job uh, of doing it. But unfortunately, like, uh, you know, uh, me included, didn't really appreciate it enough until uh, it was too late. He was gone. But uh, his legacy, like I said, if he became bigger during his life, it's the, sim- uh, the same we talked about with uh, Dave Chappelle. Whereas if, if Chappelle takes $50 million from Comedy Central and does the show they want him to do, he becomes Chris Rock. Yeah. A, ver- a very funny guy, but, you know, uh, a little uh, neutered. Or, you know, like a, a PG-13 rather than R-rated or whatever. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates Patrice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so if Patrice did that, he wouldn't be Patrice. And we wouldn't be talking about him the same way we are today, you know? He'd yep. be a different guy. He would have been a guy who had a sitcom that was pretty good or something. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Anything? Any final thoughts on uh, the great Patrice O'Neill? Uh, just Mm-mm. that. All right. We're going to go out with a whimper, as we often do. Ah, go out with a song. <laughs> no, it is... Yeah, it was uh, it was very sad uh, talking about Patrice because, like I said, you know, you wish he was just around longer, and uh, I think would have had a big impact on a lot of shit going on now. Uh, but we do love Patrice O'Neill. It's been ten years, so we figured uh, we should honor the guy, and we'll probably do another episode centered around him at some point, maybe every year on his uh, on this uh, anniversary or something. But we'll see. Uh, but yeah, Patrice, take it away. Uh, well, first, hold on. Let me say, uh, vaulted podcasts. Our boy from Matt from Rhode Island records here. You can too, uh, if you're so inclined. Go to what's the website, Matt? Vaultedpodcastri.com. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, and check out very good show. Check out Patreon.com/slash Blind Mike to support this program. Get it a week early and uh, check out all the other stuff we have behind there. And uh, now we leave you with Patrice O'Neill. It's gonna be Patrice O'Neill warning. Man, this is all spoken. Man. You know I've been enjoying things that kings and queens will never have. In fact, kings and queens can never get. Great googly moogly. Go- great googly moogly. <laughs> I 
said I've had spent more money than a millionaire. Because if I had kept all my money that God already spent, I would have been a millionaire a long time ago. And women, ooh, women.